This is Dubai Eye 103.8. Top five guide to getting ahead in business. And we have one very stylish legal eagle in the studio with us today. I'm delighted to say Diana Hamedi. Hamadi? George? Yes, Hamadi. Hamadi is founder of Diana Hamadi, attorney at law and partner at EKP. You're based in Dubai. First of all, I wanted to say happy Emirati Women's Day. That was earlier in the week. Um, were you doing anything special on that day? Did your company do anything? Because I noticed George at Virtue Zone, you posted a few things. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of the free zones did some stuff as well. Uh, Raquez did a, a special Emir- uh, Women's Day. Uh, for We a had a special, super yeah. cool video here. Yeah, It was yeah, really nice, yeah. yeah. So, was anything special for you? Well, well, it was a great day, um, a memorable day for every woman who has started doing that special thing as an Emirati. And uh, I have to say that um, I'm grateful for a number of uh, lovely women who remembered me on that day and they posted me on their social media. And uh, so thanks to everyone who has made it a point to, to show that Emirati women are there are achieving and uh, they're just on top of the game. And I guess the idea um, this year, it was about empowering women, but also sort of saying, look, we've come so far, but there's still work to go to. There's still so much to do for everyone, not only for women, also for men. The UAE is just the happening place and we are all there doing what we can do. Yes. And uh, this year, um, the theme, if I recall, was um, icons of tolerance. So promoting in line with the year of tolerance. Look, you know, we're in a place of respect, mutual ideas, but we've got women who are leading that forefront and and going forward. And I guess that brings us nicely to what you do. Um, You're a partner at EKP based here and you're the founder of of your company. So I'd be quite interested to hear your top five tips. Obviously, these... um, don't just apply to setting up a legal business. This is a business of any kind. And I guess before we get into them, Diana, what was um, your what were your feelings on setting up a company? First of all, at what point did you go? Do you know what? I don't want to work for anyone else. I think I need to be working for myself. I need to be the boss lady here. Yes, uh, being the lawyer, I am, uh, and I always tell most of my other lawyer friends, lawyers are the worst at keeping at reading what they should read for themselves because we read so much for everyone that we end up not doing the reading and the writing that we should do. So the first thing that got me to open my own law firm, to set up my own law firm, I don't want to call it a business because it wasn't really a business for me. It was just about being out there Making things right, uh, I guess. At least that was my dream at that time. Like any lawyer that's starting. Exactly. Yeah. It's the justice. The, and I am happy to say that at least as far as, as women are concerned, I have um, made a difference. So um, my calls to the legislator on certain clauses of the uh, law, the personal status law and other laws that concern women, have got where I would love to say... Um, happened. So I have to say that um, thanks to the legislator in the UAE, um, the, the, the attention, the concern that they do give to women issues, um, we have been seeing amendments to a couple of laws and they are all pro-women. And Diana, it's great, isn't it, to be in a, in a time or in a period where you can actually make a difference and you're, you're part of that difference and you're bringing in your opinions and your expertise and all that. Because if you look at 
other parts of the world that are, uh, you know, that have matured when it comes to, 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 to you know, com- both commercially and, you know, in all, in all different aspects. Uh, these things have been, you know, certain things have been done many years ago and you wouldn't have a chance today to have an impact on, on shaping the future of your of your country or of your legislature or of, or of all these things and the condition of women and so on and so on, which I think is, is fantastic and it should be re- really rewarding. It's amazing. Yeah. There's so much, there's not really ever that you would say that there is not really much to do. There is always mm. something to do. Mm. I agree. And you also have done quite a lot of work with the succession um, planning as well. That's one of the things that your name has popped up in terms of headlines too. So why was that so important to you, Diana? Well, I guess when I started my practice, I never really thought of succession to be an issue. But with the expats living in this country and the fact that we had inheritance law that were just aligned with Sharia, things were just so difficult for a lot of people. And I experienced them firsthand with a number of friends. So I thought that was the thing to do. And I called with a number of lawyers on the legislature to have a very special mechanism for expats to have their own succession planning. And it's happening. And I have to say, I am so grateful to the time I am in and to the people around me who believed in what I said and the things that are now what I dreamt of 12 years ago. Okay, so let's get into these tips. We have, first of all, tip number one. Number one. And this is about, I mean, this has to be Lawyer 101. Get it in writing. Please, please (laughs) do write. It's like I always think of business as two people who are like a marriage. We like each other. We're friends. We're buddies. We can do this together. When things break up. Things are not the same and people do not just continue to like each other. I always compare it to a divorce, you know, a divorce, <laughs> people get together and they want to, they're married for life and they have children together, which is the biggest commitment you can have. And then all of a sudden they want a divorce and they don't really want to kill each other. And I don't know what. That and, is so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And it's if, crazy. If things weren't writing, it would have had half of the issues resolved. Just write, write whatever you need to write. Your articles of association are your book to go with the shareholders agreement, please. I mean, even like, you know, how much money should I spend every month? Do not let it just be open out there. Make sure that things are in writing. Contracts are your bed. (laughs) I guess that, you know, you want the business and the partnership and everything to be successful, but on the off chance it goes wrong, you need to be certain that you've got something in place, I guess. And I always say dispute resolution clause, please agree it beforehand. If anything go wrong, do we go to mediation? Is mediation something that we both agree to? Do we go immediately and jump to court? I agree 100% with you. I think we always, and it's a good thing that we always look at the positive side of things and be optimistic that things are going to work out well. But the thing is, you don't need any of these things when things are well, right? When things are good, you don't need any of this stuff. But as soon as things start going south, if they go if they go south, then if you don't have something in place, like you're saying, like dispute mediation and all these contracts and all the you know, shareholders agreement in place, then it just becomes a nightmare. It becomes a nightmare not only for the two shareholders, it's the company that pays the price because if the two shareholders are in dispute, believe me that the company is not going to be rolling the way it's supposed to be rolling. And at the end, they're both, they're both losing by that. Okay, let's move on. Number two. So this is about thinking through the legal setup of your business early. Tell us why that's important, Diana. Oh, good God. Living in Dubai, in the UAE, the legal setup of your business, 
you have so many options. The alternatives are just amazingly wide and available. So where to go, how to do it, you need advice. Please do not do it on your own, on a whim, please. And that's the reason of, 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 of the success of Virtue Zone, Diana, over the years, is that there are so many options that are out there. And we are, in, you know, we are obviously on top of all these options. And, and we've, we've we set up, uh, so far, we've set up over 16,000 companies. So, so, uh, so when people come in, we're able to give them, you know, just like lawyers in certain cases, we're able to give them the right advice on what type of setup to do and which jurisdiction, depending on what type of company they want. And I, we cannot stress it enough, and I'm happy that you're stressing it up. Stressing it out now. Yes. You cannot yeah. stress enough how important it is to choose the right jurisdiction and the right setup for your company. And that's why we're always telling them, be careful. There's a lot of people out there that are just selling anything just for the sake of selling to you. You need a proper advisor and a consultant that knows what he's doing. It's like, and saying that, Virtue Zone, you are, you are the stars. And we, we all you. know who you are, Thanks. literally, as lawyers. So what I'm saying is, please keep up with the laws, just be informed, ask what's happening. Like we've got a couple of laws now that have been just passed during the summer, yep. that they have changed the whole you know, view of what we have thought. Exactly, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. has changed. Correct. So the onshores and offshores are just something to explore. Please yeah. do your homework. Okay, exactly. so let's move on to the next one. I find this one very interesting, number three. Number three. So this is about registering your name and making sure it doesn't conflict with any business already registered because you want to stand out. Yes. And it's not only that. I mean, when you want to register with the Dubai Economic Department, you're registering onshore, then immediately look at whatever is already there. But again, there's some names that may and do sound the same. They may kind of mislead people in in, in, in in thinking that this is the right, the same business. So there is a lot to look into that. And this, there's the IP, the intellectual property, that is nowadays the most important when it is a business. Don't think of your business as a premises, people. Think of it as a legacy. You have a name that you want to continue. And then it may just be a, a fortune later yeah. just that, the name and that's why we've introduced also recently uh, trademarking and, and copyright because people underestimate that you know t- just to 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 uh, a small anecdote about what you're saying to pick your name carefully um, <laughs> i was waiting for this george yeah, <laughs> tell us many, more many years ago when i came to dubai i was representing a canadian brand of of, uh, of specialized mobility lifts and so on that was called severia s-a-v-a-r-i-a and i went to register the name because i wanted to call the company severia golf and i went to re- register the name at the ded and it got rejected so i said to, you know i said to my PR, what do you mean it got rejected he says and he, i say go and put it in again it shouldn't be a problem he went and said listen it got rejected again so i went to the dd and said what's the problem you know this is a brand name from canada i, mean, I, I don't see any safarias around here and the guy looks at me and goes do you know what safaria means in arabic safaria has to do with traveling and all that and plus we're not allowed to put any names with safari in them I said, okay. but this has nothing to do with a safari. This is a brand for, and I, I couldn't get the name registered because it, it sounded like something in Arabic that, that uh, you know, that, uh, that would that, be misleading. That would be misleading. There's so. a lot of cultural yeah, issues that yeah. come yeah. with names as well. Yeah. So just be as creative as cautious. Yeah. It's quite necessary when it comes to names. Agreed. And again, of course, there's a lot to do with the IP protection. So please look into your intellectual property. Uh, the trade name, the trademark, it's a lot of money. Yeah. There is a lot of money Agreed. in it. It's a small investment to do at the beginning to protect your assets long term, that's for sure. You're listening to Starting Up. We're currently looking through the top five tips with Diana Hamedi, the founder of Diana Hamedi Attorney at Law and partner at EKP based in Dubai. She's going to continue her top five tips in a few minutes' time. I got five on. 
top five guide to getting ahead in business. And I'm pleased to say we have Diana Hamedi, who's the founder of Diana Hamedi Attorney at Law and partner at EKP based in Dubai. A little bit earlier, we were talking about Emirati Women's Day, but we've cantering through the top five tips. We've talked about getting things in writing. We've talked about thinking through the legal setup of your business and registering your name to make sure there's no conflict. So we're going to move on now to number four. So, Diana, number four is about financing and how important it is for your business. Well, financing is the biggest and most important for your business. So let's think through, you have a business plan and you think that the projections of profit and loss would just give you an idea. Sweethearts out there who are setting up a business, look at your financing. Who is the bank that is providing you with what? What is your relationship with the bank? What kind of small, fine term print that you are signing to? Please get someone to sit with you, a lawyer, someone who is thorough with accounting and banking to read these fine print um, typed clauses that you will never be able to know until you are in dispute with your financiers, with whatever facilities you have. I find now that the most important issues that come with the business as far as disputes are are concerned, checks and financing. These are the two that get people to come to me and you know, it's, it raises yeah. hell with businesses. I, I would actually t- take it a step further and say it's, it's not only financing, it's finances. Uh, one of the hardest, hardest, hardest parts of, of managing a business is managing cash flow. Um, managing the money coming in and managing the money coming out. Yeah. Uh, Diana, Diana was saying before that, uh, you know, I need to set how much I'm going to spend. We need to set that on paper and say, this is how much we're going to spend. Because if one partner is saying we should spend a million dollars on marketing and the other is saying, no, I only want to spend 50,000. There you go. That's a source That's a source of dispute and that's a source of, of, of anger and, 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 dr- and drift already. Uh, finances are at the core of any company. Yes, we see a lot of this. I'm passionate about this, so I want to open a business. At the end of the line, at the end of the day, every company exists for its bottom line. Yeah. Uh, you know, you start a company to make money, whether you like it or not. The whole the whole exercise is to make money. There's no, very few people in this world that are going to tell you, you know what? I'm getting, for example, like our guest before, I'm getting into smoothies because I have a passion for smoothies. You're getting into smoothies because you want to make money out of smoothies, right? Let's not let's not kid each let's other. Let's not be around right. the bus, George. So, so at the end of the, at the, at the end of the day. <laughs> Finances are very important. I agree with Diana 100%. Uh, and you need to have somebody that's 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 very capable of looking mm. at those finances, controlling those finances. A lot, a lot of people that are passionate about a lot of things open businesses and they have no idea how to read numbers or how to read a P&L. And that's the source of a lot of problems. Yeah, I think it is, it's very important to, to, to match people with their skills. You could have the best idea, the best business in the world, but if you can't run it. Yeah. A lot of people think that just you don't need to hire an accountant. Okay, don't hire an accountant, but get yourself... Um, a company that you retain for your accounting. Have a good relationship with the people who are looking after your money issues. Do not sign checks unless you know that you have enough money to cover the check in your bank. Checks are a criminal penalty in this country and they continue to be. So there's a lot to do with the finances, especially with small and medium businesses. This is the most important. Okay, final tip, number five. 
is all about getting your contracts watertight with no legal loopholes. Now, Diana, <laughs> at the start of this interview, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you not say, um, yeah, lawyers don't really read the important things? They do read for <laughs> others because they're paid for yeah, it. She said, she said <laughs> read, yeah, she said we don't read for them. They yeah. don't, we, we actually, like when I started my own business, I was wondering, like, really, why I can't be bothered with reading my own stuff until today, whenever I'm offered something for me, I just go to my partners in the firm and I say, yeah. can you read it, please? Yeah. Because someone has to read this because we never want to read. What is wrong with us? But also, I think when you're looking at something, you're reading something on a work basis, your brain is in work mode. And if it's suddenly about you, it becomes a personal just, thing and you don't read in the same way, perhaps. Yes. And especially when you are employing people, look at your employment contracts, uh, just like your shareholder, shareholders agreement. Please write, read it. When you write it, read it. Read it once, twice. These are very important documents. And lawyers, it's advisable to have a lawyer on board from day one. That's what I was going to say. If somebody's setting up a business now and they're, you know, initially it's just them at the start, then all of a sudden they need to start hiring people. The business is expanding. How do you go about finding a lawyer to, to, to help you with these contracts? What's the best way to go about doing that? I've heard from so many small and medium businesses owners that it's just expensive. You call a lawyer and they say, we're going to charge you it's this true. and that it's for the contract. Diana, it's true. So I always advise get a retainer. It will never break you. And, you know, retainers are just reasonable. As long as you put the hours there, you know, it's, it's billable hours. You know exactly how much is per hour. So do not just freak out. Get some advice. And I, I also want to add to this. A lot of people will say, well, you know what? I'm educated. I can read a contract. I can write a contract. I can... It's not the contract that's important. What's important is the law. And a lot of people will say, well, you know what? Yeah, I've read this contract. This contract is great for me. I mean, it covers everything. But you don't know the law. So what the lawyer will bring to you, and I can't believe I'm defending lawyers here. But what the, <laughs> Thank what, you. Thank you. What the lawyers will bring to you, because we have a lawyer and we have a very good lawyer that we're very happy with. What he'll bring to you is the other side of this contract. So this contract makes sense. Yes, it's written well. It's, you both agree on it's perfect. But how is this contract applied in the law? Or how's the law applied to this contract? Because many things that you put on paper don't necessarily mean that they're well, going to be followed. How often do we hear that with competition, non-compete non clauses? You oh, know, yeah, the enforceability of them, are, you know, is very interesting depending yeah. on what's, wh how specific it is, how it's written, what your job is. So it's not good enough just to say in the at the end, okay, you can't work for anyone else. In, yeah. in and let me tell you, it's not small and medium businesses only that suffer. I mean, I've got big businesses that come to me for these specific non-competition yeah. clauses because when they were drafted, they were drafted wrongly. Mm from day one. And so please do not go to the lawyers who are new or, you know, the cut and paste lawyers that who do not know our law. Please go to lawyers who have been in the country for a long time, who have got an experience Agreed. locally, because the law is not the law wherever you go. Those yeah. are different for every jurisdiction. And so those are your five tips, which I think are great, perfect for a legal company, but perfect for a business of any kind. Diana, a little bit earlier, I mentioned as well that you are a particularly stylish woman. You have your own column talking yes. about being stylish. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm so proud of my legally stylish column. And it was the name just came out on a, again. Where, where, is, Diana, the where is the column? It is in Villa 88. Oh. Villa 88 magazine is a magazine that is owned by a lovely lady in, in Abu Dhabi who, who, who started it to showcase Emirati women talents. And it's, okay. yeah. it's just a lovely, lovely piece of work, literally. And the legally stylish just 
we got to, to choose that name because we thought women do not read. Women do not read. Unless it is, you know, makeup, um, clothes, style. So we thought if we empower women by getting them to read the law in a stylish way, so we called it legally stylish. Very cool name. And I have to say that women have been reacting. So they ask questions. A new generation of women are all about knowing their way. Mm. And um, I've, I'm so blessed to say that, grateful to Velayte to have the 12 columns that I've written in a book. And um, I'm, I'm so glad when I give it to people and they really appreciate it. And they say that this is something that would change things for them. So join me reading Legally Stylish column on my website, my social media. I'll be more than happy to answer questions. Great. That's all we've got time for. Diana Hamedi is the founder of Diana Hamedi Attorney at Law and partner at EKP based in Dubai. It was a real pleasure to have you on the programme. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. This is Dubai I 103.8.